0: It's gonna be a good day, if you go the right way, you might die quickly, or solve a mystery. What adventure will you choose? What would Cherik do? Hey y'all, uh, welcome back to What Would Cherik
1: Do? Hey, choose your own adventure podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm Eric and we're back we're back again yeah surprise we're like back back
0: yeah well you know it's the second app in our in our uh limited run i don't think we can call it like chapter three but it's more i don't know whatever
1: this is like uh this is like a secret chapter something it's the chapter maybe it's like uh i don't know what it's like it's i don't like, know what it's, like, it's like, like a hidden bonus track oh yeah like at the end of an album
0: or something yeah do you remember like back when they really were like hidden tracks like yeah when they used to like like you'd have to like fast forward through like 18 minutes of silence yeah. to like get this one track that was ridiculous. like ridiculous was not really at the end ridiculous you know not marked do you
1: know who really started that green day the beatles oh it wasn't quite 18 minutes, but there was a hidden track at the end of Abbey Road, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that everybody was influenced by that, like everybody was influenced by the Beatles in general, but uh, hidden track, Beatles.
0: I just remember at the end of uh, Dookie that there was a hidden track. That was my like first hidden track experience, I feel like. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like my first hidden track experience was Reliant K, something like that. Okay. Um, I don't remember what album it was on, but they definitely had a hidden track and it was, like shocked me the first time I listened to the C D. Uh anyway, so welcome back to uh hidden track number two on the Cherrick uh show. The Cherrick Show. <laughs> the Cherrick yeah. Show. Uh so we
0: uh so when we started this limited run, Eric and I both chose like uh five books. Um the book we did last time, um, I'm already forgetting the name of it, of oh, The Third Planet from Altair. Yes. Uh, was Eric's Choice. That was a my pick. This one is a Chad, a Chad pick.
1: Yes, and I feel like the title of this book really just kind of cements what we already know about mm-hmm. ourselves. Right. Um, so we're just going to kind of get a little self-indulgent here. Oh, uh, for sure. If you will. Humility and, uh, is, is one of uh, our uh, strongest it, character Yes, traits. but also well. out the window. Oh, well, naturally, yeah. I mean, yes, it we is. We might
0: be a bit braggadocious.
1: Braggadocious. <laughs> That's I a good love word. it. Oh, thanks, Trump, for that one. Uh, okay, so what are we reading today, Chad? We're reading Choose Your Own Adventure number ninety-five. Uh, you are a genius. Oh, thank you. I didn't knew that. <laughs> uh,
0: written by Edward Packard.
1: Ah, uh, good old Ed. Yeah, it's so good to be revisiting some uh, of Ed's work here.
0: I uh, mean, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure with Edward. It's really true. Let's see if there's a... Oh, there's no dedication Uh, on this one.
1: There was a a dedication in the other book, uh, which we didn't read on the air, but that's fine. Uh, Last episode was also written by Edward Packard, which I think I failed to say. So, uh, you know, just Ed all around. He's a genius. We're a genius. I mean, you know. You can't deny it. You can't. And we all know that geniuses hang out together, so... Birds we, of a feather. Th- yes, they lay eggs together. Exactly. So nailed it. Um, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't I? So yeah. Let's uh, just. You want
0: to just do it? Yeah, I, like, think,
1: I think we should drop some knowledge. Skip and the uh, regular and... brain uh, skills and come together as cherrick.
0: Whoa. Okay, so uh, let me see. There was a lot here. Let me see if I can summarize briefly.
1: I believe in you.
0: Um, Okay, so we're normal, like, 12-year-old at the beginning of this book, um, laying in bed one night. And we have these strange dreams. And we're, like, dreaming about, like, math, like, algorithms, which is, like, super peculiar. Like, we wake up, and it's like, that's weird. And we try to go back to sleep, but then we just keep having these, like, really odd dreams about, like, like geometry and whatever. And we, like, get up and, like, you know, decide we need some fresh air. So we open up the window, and we can tell what time it is by, like, the phase of the moon and its angle against the horizon. And, like, all of this is super, super weird. Um finally, We get some rest, like get to sleep. We wake up in the morning. We realize like we have to do this like book report on China we've been putting off. Like we have to give the book report today, but we haven't even read the book, you know?
1: Yeah. Bummer.
0: Whatever. So we like grab the book, rush downstairs and we're like speed reading it. Like we're like remembering every word that we read. It looks like we're just like flipping through the book, but like we're basically memorizing the whole thing in a matter of minutes. Um, you know, our mom, you know, asks us something about it and we like give her this amazing answer. She's like, Whoa, damn. You read the book. Yeah. And we go to school that day and like the whole day we're like solving math problems before the teacher can solve it. Like we like give such a great book report on China that the instructor or the teacher thinks that we lived in China and we, we just, like, we do this all day, and our teachers are kind of amazed. But also, we're trying not to, like, be super ob about it, you know, because, like, we don't want to alienate ourselves from our classmates. Right.
1: Well, and we're shocked ourselves. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. So,
0: like, the teachers have always wanted us to have better study habits and get smarter or whatever. And so, like, they're kind of dismissing it. Um, but, you know, we get home, and our parents are, like a little worried by like what's happening to us. So they take us to a neurologist. His name is Dr. Jacobson. And he explains that um, in our brain, when we were born, there were certain neural tangles um, that kind of prevented us from like developing fully. Mm. Um, But our brain has somehow subconsciously like rewired itself and, uh, I mean, pretty much just, we're a genius now overnight, overnight, like explained like, and our parents don't get it, but of course it makes like perfect sense to us. Right. Cause yeah. we're crazy smart. Oh yeah. So like the rest of that year, uh, it was our seventh grade year. We like finish all the required courses for high school. And then over the course of the next year, we complete all of our college and graduate school courses. So, we're 14 now, and basically, we have to decide what to do with the rest of our life. And, like, not surprisingly, like, a lot of folks have caught wind of us, right? Right. Yeah. And, like, want us to come, like, join their, like, secret government agencies or, like, big corporations or yada yada. I mean, name the thing, right? Um, Because we are so smart. And while, like, some people are geniuses, like, in one thing, like, they're really good at math or they're really you know, good at literature. We seem to be a genius in, like, every field. You know what I mean? Naturally. Like, and if we don't know something, like, we can pick up a book and in mere minutes, like, understand everything there is to know about it. Yeah. And so uh, we've narrowed our choice down to two things that we could pursue right. now that we have finished all of our schooling. Um, we could, let me find the right page. Um, if we decide to go into spaceship design, we're going to turn to page 21. Or if we decide to go into business and make a fortune, we turn to page 31.
1: It's interesting to me that it's like, we doesn't say make a fortune in spaceship design, which I think could also be possible. Right. Um, Damn, I'm still waiting for my neural pathways to untangle themselves. Apparently, me too. You know, like one of these days, it's going to happen. Probably. Hopefully before I'm dead. Um... I mean, this is a really hefty decision, Chad, Mm -hmm. because this is going to, you know, start us off for the rest of our life. This is the beginning of the rest of our life. Right. Um... And while I can't say I've ever really had a major passion for business, I think potentially it could lead into so many things. You know? Well,
0: if we make a fortune and then we don't have to worry about money...
1: Then we can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. Like design spaceships.
0: Or just whatever. Right. Unravel the secrets of the universe. True. True. So... um. You know, our family would be taken care of, like, we become billionaires, like, we never have to worry about money again. Which is sweet. And then we can just, like, you know, have the rest of our life to explore our intellectual pursuits. Yeah. Or
1: and become Batman. Whatever. whatever the secrets of the universe. Yeah. Or both. You know? Mm-hmm. We could become the world's greatest detective. I For think, sure. I think that's true.
0: We could do that, like, today.
1: Yeah. We're like already freaking Sherlock Holmes, you know. Exactly.
0: Or we could do the op the other choice, which is probably a less like uh, self serving pursuit right. well, of like yeah, putting it's... putting our you know incredible intellect into you know spaceship design and like solving space travel and right and things
1: like that. But do we need to solve space travel when there's so much we could do here on planet Earth? I don't know. As much as I find space travel intriguing, I think I'm maybe more interested in becoming a great businessman. I think there's a lot of, like, openness in that choice. And I'm really curious to see how we fare in that world and what obstacles come our way.
0: Okay. Okay. I could be down for this. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these books we tend to go with the the like
1: sci-fi yeah. space. Well, and maybe even like the more specific choice, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. um, that's pretty niche. Like designing spaceships and space things is pretty niche. Um, so yeah, I don't know the the, the endless <sighs> possibilities of the other choice has me really intrigued. Okay, because we it doesn't say
0: like what kind of company, right. yeah. You know, it just says we're going to go into business and make a fortune.
1: Yeah, which I'm totally down for. Like
0: doing, maybe we're like Elon Musk. We're in, in, innovating, but also like right making a ton of money.
1: And guess what? He got into in his later career after making Spaceships. billions. Spaceships. See, it's perfect.
0: After he made my Tesla.
1: Yeah. Right. And PayPal. He made PayPal, didn't he? I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not a genius. Maybe maybe that was some bullshit. But I think he had something to do with it. Okay. Anyway. Let's get down to business. To to defeat defeat the Huns. Huns. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Can I just say that my favorite part of that song is like the little chorus that's behind everything. It goes, be a man. Uh Which is like totally not okay in 2019. Right, but. But it's still really funny. Uh And I like it. Okay. So, no, that's fair. You that's, can like the things you're yeah. you're allowed to like the things you like. Damn straight. Doesn't say anything else about me. Nope. You know what? Judge me if you want. But I know the truth. Alright, <laughs> so we're gonna We're gonna go into business
0: and we're gonna turn to page thirty one.
1: Yes. Okay. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of reading in this book compared to the last one.
0: I mean um, you could really like
1: Right, Condense I mean, this. yeah, I, I, I can I don't think it'll be very hard. But uh, a lot has happened, just so you know, and I'm going to do my best to paint you a glorious word picture. Um, so anyway, what did we, oh yeah, we decided to be a businessman. Yeah, That's right. and make a that fortune. Was, that was the last choice that we made. Check. Okay. <laughs> so we decide to be a businessman uh, and make as much money as we can. So we hole up in our labs a couple, er, our lab a couple days, and we study all the ways that we can be a successful businessman. Now, naturally, word has spread it, what a genius we are. And so there's tons of companies who want us to join them. So we decide, after much deliberation, to join a company in Silicon Valley called SSI, Smart Systems Incorporated. It's a major computer company. And after only a few weeks with SSI, we've invented an A1 computer that is at least a decade ahead of all the other computers. And we demonstrate our new computer in a company meeting. We've named this computer Waldo. And it can understand uh, the human spoken voice and it can respond. And so we demonstrate its intelligence to the board of directors. And so we um, offer Mike Hollander, the company president, to be the first one to try it out. Now the chairman of the board's name is Lloyd Lafarge and he is not really convinced about this thing. So he's like, we've reviewed how much it costs to make these things and it's so much. And that's $3 million like a day to make these. And it's the last thing the company can afford to do. Now, we have um, made Waldo so that he can make clones of himself for only the cost of electricity and materials, which is like $7,000 a unit. And, you know, like Mr. Lafarge keeps like, trying to make this worse than it is, saying we would have to buy so much space for this. And these costs here, are, you're like you're not adding these into what's going on. And he says, where do you propose to build all these gadgets? And Waldo immediately says, we are not gadgets. We are a one computers. And everyone in the room is startled. And Mike is so impressed, the company president. He says, Waldo interrupted just like a human would do. <laughs> now, at this point, Mr. Lafarge <clears throat> takes out his pipe in the office meeting and starts smoking it. Which is also not acceptable in 2019. But whatever. He's a company chairman he can do whatever he wants book was written in 1988 (laughs) i'm just bringing it into the future chad go smoke your pipe on the balcony mr lafarge okay anyways he's impressed he says (coughs) i have to admit it and so uh i like we tell waldo to continue and waldo says that he can make two clones the first day and each of those clones can make two clones the next day so by the end of the second day, we'll have made six additional clones of the SSI-A1 computer, Waldo. Now, Mr. LaFarge scowls at that. and He says, perhaps Waldo's program didn't inform you that at Yoshima Electronics, they turn out 600 units a day. We won't even dent their market with the numbers you're talking about. And so Man, then we just go... Like- doesn't get See, math. See, yeah, he's like a Debbie Downer, but we have a comeback, of course. We're like, now wait just a minute. Surely you're familiar with the laws of geometric progression. And Mr. Surely. LaFarge is like, well, of course I am. I'm not a doofus. And we said, Yes, Good. He is. We didn't think so. Because while those clones may only make four units the second day, but by the end of the tenth day, they'll have made it over a thousand units.
0: Yeah, we'll be churning out, like... A thousand units a day. Yeah,
1: it's like, you know, two times two times two times two times... We, it's, it's just like, it's exponential growth. Yeah. Right? Every yeah. every freaking day. They won't... They, like, soon enough, there won't even be enough people to have these computers. Right. So... Mr. Lafarge again says, We don't even have enough space for that. It all comes back to real estate for this guy. And I, I know. I don't like, know why.
0: Real estate costs, he doesn't get it.
1: I guess, like, that's kind of the chairman's job, maybe, is to, like, think about these realistic things. I, mean, I don't know, man. Go buy an island. We'll right? make them there. Whatever. We're going to make so much money. Just trust us. And um, so, like, Mike kind of battles back for us. And Mike Hollander, the company president, is convinced already. He's like, We have to make these computers. And. Mr. LaFarge finally gives in and says, Why, well, we can put this computer in every office in America. And he finally has a smile on his face. And then Mike is like, What are we waiting for? Let's get going. So within a year, Smart Systems Incorporated is turning out SSI A1 computers, Waldo, at the rate of 20,000 a day. Damn, and so, son. Almost overnight, SSI has become the largest computer company in the world, and we've made our fortune. Now, on the next page, it says we question ourselves with what to do next. We have several million <laughs> dollars in the bank. Okay. And at this I mean, point, I'm like, let's, that's it? Let's kick
0: that up to billion if right. we're bringing this to that's 2019. Like, that's like
1: a billion dollars. We have a billion dollars in our bank sure. account because we made this genius computer. We do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. So we've Including been, sabotaging
0: the genius computer and holding the company for blackmail ransom.
1: That's true. I really thought this was going to go in like artificial intelligence takeover uh, sort of me scenario, too, but apparently not. not yet. we'll see what happens. Um, so anyway, we're toying with the idea of perfecting a formula we've been thinking about that is several hundred times stronger than steel, and we have this great name for it called superplast Superplast It's a super plastic It's a, it's a great name. <laughs> we need to work on it. Eric doesn't approve of the name. <laughs> But we figure if some marines were made of superplast, they could safely examine the ocean depths, the last frontier on Earth that's never really been explored. But on the other hand, we've been working so hard ever since we graduated. And honestly, we've been working so hard ever since we became a genius. And so the idea of just like jet setting to an island and taking a long, nice vacation sounds pretty nice. So like we could go to Tahiti and windsurf and scuba dive. But we figure perhaps we should develop superplast before we take a vacation, and then we would be able to build a submarine and could dive to the deepest parts of the ocean and explore it that way. And even with it, like a superplast dome, we could build, build cities, cities on the ocean floor. On the floor. ocean floor, yeah. Which so, would like, that's pretty much sweet. solved
0: the, like, the overpopulation
1: of the surface issue. Absolutely. So, if we decide to develop our superplast invention, we turn to page 16. If we decide to take a break and go to Tahiti, we turn to page 77.
0: Hmm. What do you? I mean, do you want to know what I think? I do. Uh, I think we should invent superplast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we have all these ideas, and if we don't keep like acting on them, then they're just going to like overwhelm us. You know what I mean? Like we'll never be able to like relax on a beach because we're just going to like keep thinking of like, you know, what the crystalline structure of the sand is like, and like you know the geometric, you know, whatever. Try to take
1: like a week off, even.
0: I don't I just I don't know.
1: Maybe someone will kidnap us. Well, I suppose that's an option. I I was kind of like leaning toward let's just take a fucking break, man. Like We've I'm- only been working for a year. Do you know how many years I've been working? Okay. Well, Chad, there's your work, and then there's the work on the A1 Waldo computer, okay? I'm not They've saying They've been making themselves for a year. Not saying that you haven't been working hard, but I mean, we've been working really hard. And that's that's a fair point. We haven't built one of these computers in a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've just been letting them duplicate like themselves. Overseeing that's that. a true genius, though. You right. know, like build one thing and then have it build itself for you. Exactly. That is genius. I
0: mean, I just feel like we've been given this gift and we should continue to like use it for the betterment of mankind
1: okay freaking superhero over there
0: well i don't
1: oh you're I so selfless chad i can't you're just help so, it you're so admirable i can't help it and you're all about the betterment of mankind and we do if have we a lot could explore to
0: offer. the ocean floor and see what's going on down there and we could build domes on the ocean floor you know, and people, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. the Earth is getting crowded. Yeah. And with, like, global warming and whatever. Yeah.
1: You know? Okay, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So let's let's fucking make I super I mean, there'll blast.
0: be time
1: for a break you're at right. some point. You're we're right. We're 15. We mean. haven't even found our wife yet. Like, we're 15 years old. You know, you like, know, maybe once like... we have a family, we'll take some vacations.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. Superplast. Here we come. Superplast. Say it.
1: Superplast. <laughs> we got to work on the name. Yeah, we do. We'll work on the product and we'll work on the name. It's fine. Deal. That's what the marketing company's for. Well,
0: uh, well success. Major success. We invent Superplast. Yeah, we did no, not we change take, the name. No, we didn't. We took it to this like big oil and chemical conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to help us, like, make Superplast. And, and the dude, whose name is not important, was like, I mean, name your terms. He's like, we're prepared to, you know, we're glad you came to us. We're prepared to reward you handsomely for this invention. You know, but we're not, like, made of money. You know, we have a limit to how much we can offer. And we tell this dude, we're like, dude, uh, we have one request. A simple request to build us the greatest submarine ever made out of superplast so we can go explore the ocean's depths. And he's like, you're insane. Do you know how much a submarine costs to make? And we're like, we don't care. This is our invention. Take it or leave it. I mean, if you don't want to make a submarine, I'll go find someone else who wants to make me a submarine. You know what I mean? Right. This is why we invented Superplast to go explore the ocean floor. And he, like, jots down some figures
1: and blah, 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 and, like... Blows out a huge amount of smoke from his cigar. from his cigar. Because all these CEOs and chairmen are, like, adamant about secondhand s- smoke. smoking.
0: Yeah, they're smokers. All of them. In
1: front of a 15-year-old kid. Anyway, anyway I think he's trying to intimidate us, but... <clears throat>
0: uh, or kill us. Whichever. Um and then that's and then the end and we die of like lung cancer from secondhand smoke
1: <laughs> and our and bright future is ruined and destroyed by asshole CEOs who blow smoke in our faces. Right. No.
0: Uh. Here's what actually happens. So we um he agrees to our deal. He agrees to our terms. Um and says, you know what? We'll build your submarine. And um now then. We time skip again. So two years have passed. Two freaking years. And he's built our submarine and we're exploring the ocean floor two and a half miles from the surface, deeper than any other submarine has ever gone. And we see all sorts of things like, you know, like species of fish that were thought to be extinct and others that nobody even knew existed. Right. Like gigantic plants that seem to thrive off the sulfurous gases like rising out of the Earth's crust. Or, like, these huge underwater geysers or, like, giant underwater mountain ranges. Like, crazy shit, right? The coolest shit you'd ever see under the ocean. Right. It's amazing. And while we're inspecting, like, this one, like, giant underwater, like, mesa, we see something very peculiar. Um, It's a giant metal door on the side of the mesa. Hmm. Like, something like it would be on, like, an airport hangar or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get you get what I'm saying. So, we're like, well, that can't be... Like, only superplast could survive at this depth. Right. You know what I mean? Well, who else could make
1: something so amazing?
0: That could, you know, metal that could yeah. survive at this depth under the water. Yeah. Um, and, like, slowly uh, the door opens. Uh, And we take Ariel as what we named our spaceship after the Little Mermaid, Ariel.
1: Our submarine? Uh Uh-huh.
0: I said spaceship. You did. Sorry. Submarine.
1: I really think we should have named it the Nautilus, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah.
0: Ooh, good call. Yeah, see? But we're like 14, and the Little Mermaid probably just came
1: out, so. That's... That's fair. Under the sea. (gasps) Under the sea. Okay, hold on. You'll find the genius behind the gray door under the sea.
0: So the door opens. We go inside. And um, it doesn't really give us much details after that. But it does say that we discover that we're not the only geniuses on earth
1: I'm pretty sure it did say that there was an octopus playing the drums inside there did it, was did it not
0: it did yeah um no, but it does say we're not the only geniuses on earth, but the geniuses that we found are not from this earth mm. and then it says something to the effect of maybe your undersea ad- adventure has ended or just begun
1: wait didn't it didn't it say something about like communicating telepathically with us oh right
0: i oh that's really a good part uh yeah as we're approaching the door like the these uh aliens start beginning to communicate telepathically with us like telling us about them and what you know like it doesn't get into a ton of detail but yeah. like who at, they are at first and, like, we're that like not, who is this in our head yeah we figure it out and yeah so, like, yeah, they're communicating telepathically, and that's how we figure out that they're um, aliens from another planet who are also
1: super smart like right. us. Right, super intelligent beings.
0: Yeah. And then uh, we go inside, and... And that's the end. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the end. end. Uh, that That's an ending. We made two choices. to
1: think of it as the beginning of our adventure. I feel like if these beings are communicating with us telepathically, they understand that we're a freaking genius. sure, And that we're worth more to them alive than dead. Mm-hmm. So... Um, in a perfect world This would continue And we would meet these beings And then probably go to space And Superplast would like Revolutionize their own spaceships Maybe And the aliens would give it A super cool name And then we would travel Intergalactically For the rest of our lives Meeting other super genius species Yeah Well that's probably That's my happy ending for us yeah, Because sure. that was kind of
0: well, like it's a real like You know like I don't know what I, You know like, Yeah, well, yeah it's you like, know like, like What's could... gonna happen Yeah It's not
1: really... It's like a Christopher Nolan ending.
0: Like, there's no uh, closure.
1: Right. So, we have two options.
0: (laughs) Our options are to go build spaceships. Yeah. Or go to Tahiti. Oh,
1: man. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, well... I mean, I suppose on the one hand, we have successfully become a successful business. I one. mean,
0: we made several million dollars and got a freaking submarine.
1: That's true. Should, should we go into the space program? I kind of feel like, yeah. It's a much better choice than going to Tahiti. I
0: feel like if, I feel just like, I don't know what would happen if we went to Tahiti. Hopefully shenanigans. Since we like built super fancy plastic, and then I mean there is got an ending. There is
1: like there's that nagging uh, feeling in me that like wants to know what would happen if we do go to Tahiti. But I bet my, my my
0: money's on kidnapped.
1: Well, that'd be pretty cool. We got an ending going and building superplast, so we wouldn't get an ending going to Tahiti, probably. Maybe. Probably. Most
0: likely not. So, yeah. I think we should go build spaceships we, and not be dicks about it.
1: Okay. Not, not be dicks about it? Well, you know, like,
0: we wanted to go make a bunch of money.
1: Oh, right. Instead okay. of, like... Instead of, like, helping humanity? Yeah. Which we did. We did help we humanity. We built a super intelligent computer and we built Superplast.
0: Yeah, so people... We discovered
1: could... other intelligent life, dude.
0: I know. Well, I'm just saying...
1: Like ego or not, I kind of do great things. I'm feeling spaceships. Okay, we can do spaceships. You followed me into my business plan. I will follow you into spaceships. Okay, so here we go to spaceships. Deal, uh, we're gonna turn to page
0: 21. Spaceship!
1: Spaceship! 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 <laughs> we're just designing them. Spaceship! <laughs> hubba, hubba. That was a lot. Chad. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever read such great dialogue between so many scientists that I did not understand. <laughs> I understood it perfectly. Oh, well, I'm glad one of us did. Marvelous. Sure. Okay. Uh, where did I start? Page 21. 21. Okay, I turned so many pages, you guys. It's we not... decide to build spaceships. We decide to build spaceships. And uh, to do that, we decided to join the organization uh, National Extraplanetary organization neo. also known as neo yes yeah. thank you in uh new mexico of course so um this is an interesting tidbit that has nothing to do with anything but one of our school friends is there su ling Cheng. she's a year younger but she's an expert in geology and she's already developed a new theory about volcanoes cool that's the only thing that has anything to do with that so there you are awesome
0: i mean we know someone so it's true we have a first friend. day jitters
1: we have a friend great go us um so they have like this fancy dinner when we arrive, and there's a bunch of top scientists there, and we're immediately just thrust into these great conversations about space travel and science and nuclear interactions. Uh, and Dr. Oberdorf, which is like the leader of all of this, is talking about how much further they could go with space travel if things didn't cost so much, like research and sure. um, such things.
0: Like a lot of things in this book come down to like. Stuff costs money, and that
1: sucks. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you got to run a business, so sure. it's like, you know, there's all sorts of factors to, to you know, um, follow and look into and have to deal yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we think that we can help with that goal of lowering cost here at NEO. And on the, on the plane ride over, apparently, we were able to solve the Rousselian theorem. Which uh, is an equation, which, Chad, may I remind you, is an equation that deals with the reversal of matter. You mean antimatter? No, I mean matter, which would become antimatter. Ooh. Right. That seems like a tough one. It's a big deal, man, because no one thought that, that you could solve the russellian theorem. And we say, well, perhaps what? we're wrong, modestly, because I we're mean, modest but I would like to prove it to you uh, tomorrow morning in a meeting. And so he's like, okay, first thing tomorrow morning, we'll have a staff meeting about it. So I'm going to try and make all of this jargon and long blah, blah, blahdiness much more bearable. Essentially, we give a presentation on our cracking of the Rousselian theorem, right? And there are lots of scientists who are there scribbling figures and trying to figure all this out for themselves. Some of them are very impressed. Um... And one doctor in particular is like, your solution is correct, but have you considered Broke's law of transversals? And we're like, yes, indeed we have. That was my first concern. But the functions reversed in all my configurations. Great. Good. A few more hours of like discussing and figuring this out. And they've all agreed on one thing. We are the next Einstein. Ooh. Okay. So go us. Everybody's Everybody's loving our ideas. I mean, Einstein who? And it's almost lunchtime when Dr. Oberdorf calls for silence so he can speak. And he says, look, everyone, this young scientist has discovered the equation that controls the reversibility of matter, which was thought to be impossible. Now, I think we should retest these results on the C-44 supercomputer that will take a couple of days. But I believe this work will be of great importance to our space program and for the future of humanity. So it's worth the time. Yada, yada, yada. And then he, and o- then we, then we he lean opens over, up the floor.
0: And we lean over to Sue Lynn. And we're like Oberdorf, more like Oberdork.
1: Oh, that's a good <laughs> oh, <sick> one, Slickbird. <laughs> oh, uh, ching! But she's actually not in this meeting because she's a geologist. Oh, sorry, but it's fine. I like it in Thanks. our brain. That's what we do <laughs> because we're fifteen, and, and his name is really funny. He's like Uberdork. Uh, Uber
0: Uberdork.
1: Uberdork. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we say we're super happy to be here at Neo. This solution is the best thing I've done to date of the Russelian matter reversal equation. Yada, yada, yada. This will, de- this will permit us to develop space travel that until now has only existed in science fiction.
0: Oh, Eric, will we be able to go to that one uh, planet
1: on, in the Vega system? Yes, Chad, we will. Because this antimatter collision that we're thinking of for this space drive produces vastly more energy than nuclear fusion. And it's much more controllable. Ugh, but won't it take us like 700 years to get there? Well, six months to eight months, maybe. But... oh No, no not way. to build it. No. That's how long it would take to build it. Yes. No, you're right. So it would take us a long time. And that would probably be like eight years. So traveling at the speed of light, it yeah, would take I mean- us eight years to get to Omricon 2, the second planet of Barnard's star. Which has apparently been on uh, these scientists' minds for a long time. Yeah, because it's, like, Earth, Earth does. Right. Well, they have, like, this Vega mission in mind. And they have a surveyor spacecraft that will finally be able to take them to Amrakantou because of this new uh, engine that we're thinking of. But surely we can get there faster. Well, you would think. And you're right, Chad. Because we say... Why should we only travel at the speed of light? That, so that will take almost a decade, but we can get there faster. And one of them is like, surely you're joking. No matter how powerful your engine, you won't be able to exceed the speed of light. I suggest you review Einstein's equations. Who's they, the new Einstein here, pal? That's right. Us. And we say, you well. You just said it. Einstein's equations might state the unchangeable laws of the universe, but they assume that the fabric of space will not be disturbed if blah, 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 blah. Essentially, what we recommend is actually creating a wormhole to travel from one place to another.
0: einstein bridge.
1: Exactly. Like, straight through space, like you would, you know, get to China by traveling through the Earth right, instead be, of around it. It would be
0: faster to get to China if we went... Through the Earth instead of around the Earth's surface. Same principle.
1: Correct. Essentially making a hole in the continuum of space-time. Does
0: not seem risky at all. No. It's perfectly safe. Stargate proves it.
1: Uh, Anyways, they're all very impressed with this. They would have never thought of it. We're a genius. And we go to the blackboard and we explain our equations to do this. There's a murmuring... And everybody's like, our brains fucking hurt, kid. We've been here all day. You have shown us all these new things that we never thought were possible. Let's take a damn break and come back tomorrow morning. And so everybody breaks. Everybody comes up and shakes our hand because we're a genius. And that's amazing. And Dr. Oberdorf looks on proud, smiling at us. And after they all leave, he comes over to us. And we can see that he has something on his mind. And so he says, you know, this space program needs someone like you, but the world does too. Now, there's a great need for electric power that does not rely on nuclear energy or oil. Perhaps you should put your talents to work designing non polluting power plants that would make use of your discovery.
0: Yeah, because we could use this theorem, this anti matter matter collision, to create essentially
1: this engine that would be for a space we could use it to create electricity energy absolutely yeah um and so we decide his suggestion is certainly worth considering but we would like to finish our space project before we move on to anything else so after all that if we decide to continue on with our space project we turn to page 38 or if we decide to apply our invention to building a safe clean power plant turn to page 65 (sighs) okay uh chad where are you at with this
0: Man, it's tough. Like, this is a hard choice, I think. It is. Like, one, reliance on fossil fuels. I mean, It's right? rough. Yeah. And so we would, you know, be doing the world a huge, you know, service to, like... Absolutely. ...develop power plants that wouldn't, you know, rely on the burning of fossil fuels absolutely i mean and we could use the same thing to propel cars or you know what i mean like this is yeah this is like a,
1: a such a revelatory change and idea that it could potentially grow to power everything absolutely right
0: like it could just power like we wouldn't have to burn fossil fuels to like right power things so really this is so much bigger than space travel it could be Yes. Which is what Dr. Uberdork was saying. Right. But also we did kind of come up with this to like build a spaceship. We did. So like do we want to just build the spaceship and then like solve the world's power problem?
1: No, I I think we should solve the power problem. Yeah? I think I think we should. I think that it's a more pressing matter. And I think that like spa- Omnicron too isn't going anywhere. You right. know, that's what yeah. I was about to say like space will still be out there for us, and it's not like these two projects can't be worked on at the same time. It's just that the space program none wouldn't of the rest of these fools like focus. understand
0: this as well as we do to be well, able to do it. No, us.
1: but I think that we could still be helping them along the way while we were doing this other thing. You know, like just because we choose one doesn't necessarily mean we have to give up the other. And I think between the two options, one of them is much more like present and much more helpful to the people of Earth. Okay. Than the other one. <sighs> I feel like this is superplast all over again. It kind of is, but I feel you know, like this kind of gets back to your point of being like we have been gifted this amazing, this superpower, if you will. Yeah. And it's kind of our responsibility to use it for the betterment of mankind. Sure agreed and while space travel is amazing and potentially for the betterment of mankind if we can get this idea to work for you know the creation of energy that's clean then i think that's something that everybody needs and wants right
0: okay you got me let's build let's build let's fix everything on earth
1: okay with our one invention (laughs) we will be like a freaking gazillionaire. I
0: mean, we're clearly going to make a crap ton of money. Yeah.
1: Because this is going to crush everyone else's company. And we're going to. Or we're, we're throwing the out world on
0: top. into like financial crisis. Probably that too.
1: But you know what? Well, it's one problem at a time, my friend. One problem at a time. One problem at a time. Yeah, Whatever. that's right. I mean, we can't own the whole Earth. That's true. We can. I mean, probably. We, we will by the time we're dead, but it's yeah. fine. One step at a time. Okay, so we're going to so, go. So, King of Earth then? King of Earth. Okay. King of Earth via. Uh, Sustainable energy. Okay. Perfect. 65. Let's do it. Wow. So. Yeah, it got interesting real quick, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Didn't, Danger and injury. Didn't really think about the whole, like, people trying to kill us over the loss of their monopoly on energy. <laughs> yeah, well. That was an oversight of mine. Mine as well. We're only... You know, such anyway, a Anyway, here's
0: what happens. So we go to uh Sydney, Australia to build our antimatter power plant. Um, the government has put us up in like a great hotel where we have like a room on the top floor, it's like the fourth floor, overlooking the pool. It's sweet. It is sweet. S-U-I-T.
1: Yeah. E.
0: A sweet. A sweet. Anyway. Um and then I don't know where we get a letter slipped under our door. And it's a straight up death threat. Yeah. It was like, quit building your power plant or else. Um and so we call the chief of police and he says, It's probably Middle Eastern Terrace.
1: Oh, is that all?
0: Because, you know, they have kind of a monopoly on the oil market. And if you build these power plants, like, the price of oil is going to drop. They're going to, like, lose their butts. You know what I mean? And so um, we're like, oh, shoot. You know, we didn't really think of that. And uh, he's like, no problem. I'm going to send over a group of highly skilled officers to protect you. Great. And so we go out onto the balcony to like gather and collect our thoughts when we hear loud noise behind us and two men have burst into our hotel room. Yeah. What? Yeah. Two two strange men. Okay. Broke into our room. Right. While we're on the balcony. Yep. Probably did murder us.
1: Probably smoking a cigarette on the balcony because we were addicted after all that smoke we inhaled. (laughs) That was the last book. That was the last ending where we were businessmen. Okay, sorry.
0: Okay, but anyway, so there's only one way to escape these two men who are clearly out to get us. is to jump into the pool.
1: From the fourth floor? From the fourth floor. Oh my god.
0: Okay, but there's a couple people like swimming in the middle of the pool. So we're going to have to avoid them. I mean, or we could just jump on them. Nope. We have to avoid them.
1: Or we could just jump on them. Or avoid them. Okay.
0: So we have to either jump... Okay, on the left hand side of the pool, yeah, there's a diving board. Yep, and on the right hand side of the pool, there is not. Right, and so we could jump. We have to choose to jump to either the right hand side of the pool without yeah. the diving board, right. or the left hand side of the pool. But we'll have to like try to miss the diving board. Clearly, right. So, uh, what do you want to do? Left
1: or right? Okay, there's a couple things about this that are irking me. Okay. First of all being why would you slip a death threat under our door and then immediately send people after us to kill us? Uh,
0: it's probably two different groups of people. I've thought of this. Okay.
1: More than one group of people is out for us. That one's been answered. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, it doesn't say this in the book, but most swimming pools that have a diving board on the left side uh-huh. and does like don't have one on the right side. Yeah. The right side's most likely the shallow end of the pool. Correct. That's exist. This is right where my head was at. The book doesn't indicate that. But we can use our brains and assume that that's the case. Right. The water will most definitely
0: be deeper on the end with the diving board.
1: So while the diving board might be a little bit of a threat...
0: We could hit it and break everything in our body and die.
1: Or if we jump perfectly, (laughs) we could hit it bounce off of it and then punch the guys yes bounce all the way back up to the fourth floor double punch these bastards who are most likely looking over the edge of the balcony and land gracefully back on our balcony with these two dudes unconscious
0: why don't we just like climb over the balcony down onto the third floor balcony
1: because we might slip and die Okay, let's jump forty feet. We're a genius, Chad. We're not like a a dangerous adventurer who climbs around and like does these sorts of things. I think we're gonna have to try and jump toward the side with the with, with, the, the, diving with board, the diving board. Right. I think that's a that's a little scary, but it's a much better probability of missing the diving board than for sure hitting the three foot side of the pool. You know. Right. Like also instant broken body, on the shallow end of the pool. Which is also why I think we should just jump toward the middle of the pool, and even if we land on one of these assholes who's swimming for some ungodly reason, we'll be safe. I mean, no. We can't just kill people. You don't know we would kill them? Probably. Well, that's their own fault. Don't (laughs) swim in a pool, man.
0: Don't swim in a pool, because somebody might have to jump from the fourth floor balcony into it. You don't know!
1: Okay. All right. Well, so the diving board side. jump of on the left side of the pool with the diving okay. board. Sounds good. We'll go to page <laughs> 97. All right. What's up? All right, Chad. What happens? I want to know. I want to know. I want to okay. know.
0: Okay. So we go to the left side of the balcony. Yeah. Jump up. Get up on the rail. Yeah. And we jump. Oh, yeah, we do. You know, uh, just as we hear the terrorists like clamoring like through our room
1: for us. Yeah. Um, And as we fly through the air, we go cowabunga because we're fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Sweet. Everybody
0: knows we're such a Donatello. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's so
1: true. Yeah. We love pizza. Oh, wait. No. Which one's the orange one? Michelangelo. Okay. Just kidding. We're Donatello. Oh, the smart one. There you got it. I'm on it. Okay. Yeah. I know my mutant ninja turtles.
0: <laughs> um anyway, um, as we're flying through the air, we're careful to aim so that way we miss the diving board. We uh make our body, you know, straight pencil thin, whatever. And as we hit the water we begin to like turn violently so we don't like just smash into the bottom of the pool. But even though we try all this, like our feet hit the bottom pretty hard. Yeah. Um. But then we start swimming upwards towards um, like the top, you know, the surface and then over to the ladder. But just as we do, like we have the thought like, hey, we hope that these guys don't uh, start shooting at us. But as we reach the surface of the water, we hear like automatic weapons and the, uh, the terrorists are shooting it out with the police. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, um, we rush inside, um, and then we find out later that, um, the terrorists or the police killed one of the terrorists and captured the other one. Yeah. They've determined that they were two, um, they were acting just fanatics, like acting alone. They're not part of a larger organization. We're assigned that round the clock bodyguard that the chief inspector promised us. Um, and in a matter of, uh, months, uh, our power plant is finished. Sweet. On time and on schedule. Um, and and they begin building power plants all over the world. And we've become rich and famous. And we have this great feeling knowing that we used our super genius to help better the world and provide safe, clean, cheap energy for everyone. Just like I said. The end.
1: Oh, that's all? Yeah. and, and The end. Okay. Well, I mean, we achieved our ultimate goal. Which is sweet. And I can only assume that we then go on to help, you know, make space travel possible uh-huh. and visit Omricon too. Sure. But I suppose that leaves us with our only other option of jumping to the right side of the swimming pool. Like, do you want to see what happens when I totally do when we do that? I totally do. I mean I feel like we should, right?
0: Um okay, I'm just we're just gonna do this. We don't do this very often. <laughs>
1: Oh, we're it's, just gonna stay oh, it's on that
0: short is it we're just gonna stay on i'm gonna read the end of the book to you um if from jumping to the right side of the pool oh boy um and and we're just we're just gonna read it together okay and react in real time
1: okay so uh straight from the text here yeah
0: page 86 quoting the text the thugs are coming at you fast you run into the right end of the balcony and vaults over the rail it's a long way down but it's It's good to know that you won't hit the diving board. Then you remember that the diving board is at the deep end of the pool. It doesn't take you long to reach the bottom when you land in only two feet of water. (laughs) The
1: end. Well, so much for being a genius. Right? Oh, man well (laughs) like we totally made the right call like the
0: diving boards on the deep like we're not fools like we're not gonna like dive into the two feet end of the pool i
1: love how this book like tried to make it seem like the right side was better just to fool you if Uh you weren't thinking about that yeah
0: like oh you don't want to hit the diving
1: board oh well then the right side is the best side for it but uh apparently we we remembered too late that it was the shallow end of the pool well we didn't have time to think that's true, I mean, what are you going to think when there's terrorists running at you trying to kill you exactly that's that's a pretty rough spot that I've never personally found myself in, and I'm thankful for sure 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 sure, sure um, cool, cool. No, no, no. What an interesting book
0: I mean, it really was like there was only thirteen endings in this book, so I think there was a lot more reading and a lot less like possibility for, for shooting again sure. yeah. um, but you know, I think you know we tried to use our gifts bettering mankind yeah well i think we did a pretty good job of that if we would have built that spaceship like maybe things would have gotten weird well
1: yeah we could have it would have been like space travel and intrigue as far as that goes but um i feel like we did a pretty good job like being grounded on earth and and doing things that were going to help mankind in general so um yeah all in all i mean that's it was pretty fun i'm pretty happy with that um I wish we could have made more choices. You know what I mean? I like the ones where we like get to make a lot of
0: choices. This one was like a lot of reading.
1: There was a ton of reading, especially for those first two choices. Yeah. And, um, but mostly satisfying endings, I would say. Yeah.
0: I mean the one, like, I think we both knew that if we read that right side of the pool thing that we were definitely going to die, but like we were just going to read it anyway. Right. Um, I think the choices that we made voluntarily all ended fairly well. They
1: did. I, w- I would agree with that. So what I can only ascertain from that is that we would make a great genius. Clearly. Because um, we make good choices. Always. And, and half of being a genius is making the right choice. Exactly. So, I mean, we're we're pretty much there, man. We might not know much about antimatter drives. But when it comes to CYO, superplast I, I, submarines. Cheap your own adventure books? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're freaking geniuses. No doubt. Yeah. Gen- geniuses, because there's two of us. But one genius eye. Gen- oh, that's nice. Genius eye. I. I like it. That's good. Yeah. We're gonna coin new word. that. Yep. Done. Check that off the list. We created a new um, word. Eric, did you learn anything? Oh, what did I learn? I don't. This I, was. I don't, I don't feel don't like know I, learned if I learned anything. A whole lot. Yeah. This um, was just like a fun little book. What I learned was that um, being a super genius seems pretty cool, and. Uh,
0: but also like has its uh, challenges, I well, guess. It do-
1: well, it does. You know. Like it- the weight of your like actions is Well, it's yeah, it's like tenfold. You know, there's like a lot of stress about being the smartest man in the room.
0: But also it's just like, yeah, okay, well what do we want to like do we want to solve the world's energy problem or like build space like solve space travel or like It's true. There's we, same- yeah, well, you know, and there's a like, lot of like do we want to like makes new computers that is going to change everyone's life or like figure out how to explore the depths of the, other, like there's like, wait, there's well, so and much pressure. And,
1: and if you think about it, like making choices day to day can sometimes be like, be super stressful. Yeah. Like anyway, just for like normal people who aren't but geniuses. When, yeah. And when but you for know geniuses, how to figure
0: out everything. Yeah.
1: Like how stressful would that be to be like, pick how can I help most in my lifetime? And what can I do? And, um, I guess in a lot of ways, like, most people do really have, like, a genius in a certain part of the world or, like, in a certain uh, niche. Right. Um, But even then, like, it's got to be tricky to think about those things and be like, okay, what can I do? And can I help the humanity? And and is this going to matter? And will I be, you know... um, Kind Am of. I wasting
0: my time on this thing when I should be spending it on another thing? Well, kind of. Or is, like, it's anybody going compounded. to appreciate this? Yeah.
1: You know? Like, I know that this matters, but is anybody going to, to actually notice that and, like, make the change to, to do that? Which is interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, let's, let, let, let them noodle it. You yeah. know? Just think about that. I'll think about it. That's kind of yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah. Choices matter so much more when, like, the fate of the world is in your hands. Exactly. So... I guess a lot of us can just be thankful that the fate of the world is not in our hands.
0: Always. Yeah.
1: So I can, I can sleep pretty good tonight knowing that. I hope so, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it'd be nice to be able to make a good change in the world. Exactly. I, we all struggle with that. Yeah. So, you know, just keep... You got to keep searching for those moments where you can, right? Exactly. Like, what can you do day by day to make a good change and to make, uh, make a difference? Oh, you know? uh, is that that Michael Jackson song? Oh. Man if you want to m- make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Yeah. Is, is that it? Man in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. See? It all comes back to MJ, man. <laughs> all right. Well, should we let these guys go? <laughs> yeah, probably. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoy this episode of What Would Sheriff Do? And uh, guess what? We'll what? be back.
0: Yeah. Again,
1: we'll be back with more.
0: Yeah, we'll let you know when, so, when uh, we won't be back with more.
1: It's true. The limited edition uh, run of Cherrick is still continuing. Still, so Still ongoing. Yeah. So uh, until next time, I've been Eric. I've been Chad. And together, we have been a super genius as Cherrick. Ooh, high harmonies. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's good. Loved that's, it. That was pretty good. And then got to mix it up sometimes. All right. Well, uh, until next time, everybody, peace, love, and Cherrick.
0: Later.